Not really. I love coming down here, speaking to you guys. Okay, good morning. What's Sidney Jones' status, and, and where do you stand overall with the cornerbacks? I stand right here. Um, the team. Where does the team stand with the cornerbacks? Sydney, uh, Sydney's doing well. He's going to go through walkthrough this morning, um, and then we're going to progress him slowly, you know, uh, through, uh, you know, the portions of practice as we as we can. So he's kind of day to day, but he's doing but he's doing well. I mean, you know, anytime we lose, you know, Darby Darby's out, you know, for a little while, um, and. And now Sydney's injury, and you know Jalen's working himself. I mean, you know, so it's Cravon is there. I mean, you know, we got some guys that hopefully here in the near future we get back. But um, you know, we we make it work. Uh, that's just you're, you're dealt a 53-man roster and and some you know 10 practice squad guys, and, and how he does a great job of bringing in talent that uh, we might have to elevate. So you know, it's something we're working through. How about someone like Deshaun? What's his? What are your expectations for him this week? Deshaun is still rehabbing. Um, he won't do anything today. He'll just continue to rehab today, um, and then and then we'll progress from there. After a Thursday night win and some time off, how much of a different step or a, or a bounce does these guys have going into this week with the Jets? Well, anytime you come off a win, it's it's positive. Uh, it gives everybody you know a little bounce in their step. You know, we've had we've had a couple days now to to, to get to get relatively healthy, um, to rest and and really really look ahead to to this week. Um, you know, and, and there should be there should be some guys. I, I would expect the the team to be flying around today and be energetic and as as they uh, as they should be. Um, but uh, anytime you win in this league, it's it's tough. Number one, uh, but it does lift everybody's spirits. You know, going into the next week. Doug, how, how concerning are Sydney's injuries overall? That he he just hasn't been able to put a stretch of, of healthy ball together. Um, well, the number one thing is is making sure he is healthy and 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 before we put him out there. Um, you know, I trust. Our medical team. I trust our doctors. I trust Sydney. Um, you got to listen to your body. Obviously, um, everybody's different, and um, you know we'll put them out there when when time be. Doug, Corey Clement has played three snap, three offensive snaps in three games with with Sproles and Sanders and Howard in front of him. How can he contribute uh, on special teams and kind of make his roster spot, you know, important? Um. Corey's I, listen. I love I love Corey. Uh, number one, his, his role is special teams, um, and he's going to make an impact there first and foremost. You know, he understands his role. You know where he is in the in the, kind of the order of the running backs and, and what what we've done there. Um, listen, he, he he's 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 a breath of fresh air. I mean, he's a guy that comes to work every day, prepares as if he's the starter on offense. He prepares obviously as a starter on special teams, a core player for us, and um, you know he, he's. He, he's always got energy, always has juice uh, each and every day, and, and that's what I love about Corey. How's Avante? Uh, doing well. Other than uh, what we last heard when we spoke to you on Friday. What did you hear last? Uh, sprain, neck, I believe, and concussion. Still in the protocol. Yeah. With Corey, how tough is it? I mean, obviously, we all, we all know what he did in the Super Bowl and what he's capable of as a runner and a receiver. How tough is it to... For, for a kid to change roles the way he has? Well, the one thing we can't do, I, I think, is always look behind us. I think we got to look forward. Um, and, and, and Corey's doing that. Corey's looking forward. He's looking what's ahead of him. And, and listen, Corey, Corey's the type of player um, that, again, comes to work every single day. How can he help our football team win? I mean, he, he's, he, he, he gives of himself to the team, and, and that's, that's who Corey is. And, and that's, 
you know, it, yeah, is it tough? It's tough to go through injury as a young player and, and, and then try to bounce back, you know, when the, when the team is moving forward. But, you know, he, he's picked up right where, right where he left off uh, from a health standpoint and, and, and just he's contributing where he can. And right now his role is, has been on special teams. What's, uh, what's Carson doing better this year than maybe, you know, he was doing last year or even the year before? I mean, what have you kind of seen from him so far? I mean, I think it's a couple of things. I think number one, probably the biggest thing is just understanding more of the offense, um, knowing where, where everybody is. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's getting the ball out of his hand. He, you know, he's making great decisions uh, w- with the football, um, getting in it, getting us in and out of, you know, maybe a bad play into a better play. You know, we've used probably a little more tempo offense or no huddle offense, which allows him to see the defense, uh, which he's very good at doing that. So there's probably a number of things, um, but I think overall it's just his understanding of the offense and how, how you know, as we game plan, you know, as Mike, you know, and myself, we put the, the, the plays together, um, how we can best utilize his strength to help us, you know, to help us win. Is the game, like an example of that? I mean, he only threw for 160 yards, but, you know, I mean, it wasn't anything flashy, you know, as far as... It, it doesn't have to be flashy. Um, you know, are, are there times when we're going to have to throw to win? Yeah, we're going to have to do that, and we've done that. But you also know that when you when you have the ability to run the ball like we did the other night, good things are going to happen also. And, and so it, it takes that pressure off of the quarterback. And Carson's talked about it. I've talked about it. Um, and, and it's been a, it's been a, I think a proven recipe league wide when, when you can do that. Doug, at the end of training camp, you know, you noted the number of decreasing soft tissue injuries. You, you've had it now, uh, this last month, uh, an increase in those types of injuries. What have you noticed? Uh, what has the team noticed in that regard? I think we've had an increase of one. Um, but I mean, it's something that we monitor. Um, you, you know, we, uh, just the information that we get, um, so just as we monitor um, all our players, all our athletes, we also know, too, sometimes, you know, early in the season it's warm. They're coming out of training camp where maybe they're not getting a full complement of plays. Now they're playing for 60 minutes, especially those first, you know, two, three, four games. And, and you know, football's football. It's going it, to happen. A lot of, lot of transition, a lot of stopping and starting with, with some of this stuff. And, and um, you know, uh, I emphasize quite a bit, you know, even days like today where it's going to be warm, just to you got to take care of your bodies, you know, the hydration and whatever they have to do, rest, you know, eat right, training as far as condition, extra conditioning, whatever it can do, whatever they can do to to help them stay healthy. You mentioned your run game, Doug. Uh, even without Quinn and Williams and C.J. Mosley, uh, the Jets have done a pretty good job of against the run so far this year. What have you seen on tape and, and the challenge they present? Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good group up front. Their strength is, I, I believe, is their is their front guys. Um, you know, uh, this is a, a Greg Williams style defense where they're gonna they're gonna give you multiple fronts. They're gonna move the front. They're gonna they're gonna stem. They're gonna they're gonna you know it's it's a it's an attack style of defense. Um, our angles have to be right uh, with our offensive line and tight ends coming off the ball. Um, we've got to you know. It's very similar to, to Green Bay in a sense, but but probably a little more movement up front with these guys, more of a penetrating style, um, and so it, they're disruptive, and, and that's that's what causes you know holes to close quickly, uh, ball carriers to either bounce uh, the ball, and if you do bounce it, there's a there's a DB waiting waiting for you. So it's a it's an attack style, aggressive style that we've got to be 
we've got to be sharp with. Hey, Doug, the, uh, the practice of going for it for two when you're up seven, uh, can you just help explain uh, the, the reasoning behind that and sort of how you guys came about uh, utilizing that practice? Well, um, you know, indications at that point, if, if I can, obviously the touchdown put us up seven, right? So we kick the extra point, you're up eight. So a touchdown, two-point conversion, you're tied, right? If you don't get the two-point conversion, you're still at seven, and a touchdown extra point, you're still tied. So the rationale there was I'm going to chase those two points, try to go up nine. Now it becomes a two-possession game um, with, you know, however much time is left. And, and uh, you know, you saw, it, uh, you saw it the other day in the Baltimore game. They were down, and they scored, went for two, you know, got it. And, and so it, it just – it, it does something for your psyche, um, and then and being down one score or maybe being down two is, is, is a lot different mindset for a play caller and for an opposing team. So uh, for us, I wanted, to, I wanted to get the extra two points, try to go up nine. When you look around the league and you see other teams still playing really conservatively the way teams would have done it ten years ago, are you still surprised that it's taken other teams this long to kind of do these things? Quite honestly, I don't focus on the other teams. I focus on us and how we can get better and how I can get better as a play caller, a decision maker in game. Um, I trust the guys that are that are that are doing you know studies and, and research for me, um, and I do what's best for for us. I, I really don't pay much attention to what other teams are doing. Based on how how much confidence you have in the other team to execute a two point conversion, and. and kind of where their offense is or is it kind of just based on your your field i think it's based on us you know uh, honestly um and you're talking are you just referring to well i mean if you feel like the other team you know is gonna have have a high chance of converting that two-point conversion well and the thing is too i mean you know chances are that uh um you know that's part of the part of the study that we do from a you know opponent's offense obviously um but it definitely puts it puts the decision making you know uh, in their hands obviously to go to go for two if you did if you did elect to kick the extra point now you know extra points are not guaranteed anymore either you know these days and and uh, um, but I do trust Jake in, in making those um, it's nothing against that but I just wanted to make that a two point or a two score game. As you had the chance to watch the league on Sunday before, see before um, call the same play two times in a row or three times in a row maybe when it hasn't had success and times like this past uh, week when it has success. What goes into your thinking when you call the same play two times or more in a row? Um, I learned that I learned that uh, several years ago uh, working for Coach Reed, um, being in a game situation and uh, coming back with the same, same play back-to-back where you know the discussion was not to do it. Right, because the defense will recognize the formation or the play or what's coming. But what I learned from that was, and we we called the play again and we had success the next time. What I what I learned is, the defense is going to adjust. They're going to make another call. If we didn't get it right the first time, we can definitely get it right the second time. <clears throat> and and um, and I have a lot of faith in in the guys, you know, to get that done. Now, in the plays that probably you're referring to, we also had alerts attached to them so Carson could get us uh, to a better play uh, based on what we had called. So that, that's also part of it. As you had the chance to watch the rest of the league on, on Sunday, what stood out to you about what teams are doing elsewhere? Um, 
You know, the, the thing that, that, that because of where we are and the situation, I, I looked at our kind of our two losses and how we lost those games and turnovers and penalties. Um, and, and those are critical, you know, obviously to, to winning and losing in this league. And I, and I looked around some of the games on Sunday and those things kind of showed up, you know, turnovers, penalties at, at, at crucial times, um, whether they're offensive or defensive penalties. And I, I think teams that can eliminate uh, I mean, obviously, you're not going to get rid of them. They're going to happen, right? But if you can minimize them, your chances for winning football games goes up. And and so watching games, the teams that are efficient are the teams that take care of the football, right? And they're scoring points. Uh, the teams that aren't, they're not taking care of the ball. And, and, and that's what I looked at our two games, and that's what happened to us. We just didn't take care of the ball. We had penalties. Now, we overcame penalties the other night, but... It's rare that you can do that and still, but the turnover battle was in our in our favor. So, to me, that's what kind of stood out just watching as a fan, you know, Sunday. All right. All right. Thanks, sir. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Sir.